Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. On today's episode, we are going to bring back an oldie but a goodie. We are going to do a boss talk episode, essentially where I just ask a question and then we riff on it and see where it leads us. And yeah, today's now we riff on things. We well, I mean, no one's surprised that we uh, go on tangents and talk about whatever we want, whenever we want. But today's question is: How do you cope and handle stress and still remain productive when you got all this stuff going on? I mean, P.S. We both run two businesses, so there's a lot. P.S. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're into a new season. We're both having our own businesses on the side. I have a kiddo who's insane. You just bought a house that needs renovations. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot going on, I don't think. No, nothing. Like we're everything is just like really easy breezy, and there's yeah. like no stressful events happening. Yeah, it's totally fine. It's a normal year. It's not an election year or anything. It's fine. Everything's fine. But in all seriousness, I would love for us to just kind of pick this apart because it is a question that we get often and I get it. I'm sure you do too. I get it a lot in my DMs and it's in a way where they're not necessarily asking like, how do you time manage your day? Like it's not that. It's always, always whenever I do consistent stories of recapping our schedule of maybe what you and I did today for boss project and then showing some earring stuff and then shipping out orders or like literally anything that feels like I'm getting a lot done. I get people who are coming in who are like, when do you sleep? Like, when do you do anything outside of all of this work? And I just want to kind of clear the air to make sure that I would Truly, truly, there's. I don't think there's a worse nightmare for me than for you guys to think that I'm a workaholic because mm-hmm. I actually work really hard to not be because <laughs> it's easy for my personality type to be a workaholic. I'm an Enneagram three. I'm an INFJ. It's that's that's my default mode, and so I kind of want to clear the air and I don't know, just like share some expectations that I have for myself that might be different for you guys. And then I heard this story about, did I share this on here or with my group? I don't know about like productivity and deciding what's worth your time or whatever. So yeah, how has your days changed in the last week? Well, (laughs) I feel like this last week is not a good representation of my normal. I think 
up until recently, I was extremely good about working in boss project, maybe four to six hours a day. And then I would work on my other business. I mean, it varied significantly. Sometimes it was 30 minutes. Sometimes it was another two hours. And then I would make time for my husband and I. I'd make time to exercise and cook meals. And everything kind of felt in balance. And then I really... I know you do too. I think balance is bullshit. Like everything can shift and change at any given time. And two weeks ago, I wasn't even looking for a house. And then my world just kind of Mm -hmm. went sideways and it's fine. And we honestly did not plan to buy a fixer upper. That was like not the plan because we had already done that. For those of you who don't know, when we bought our house seven years ago, we renovated for nine months while I was working full time. And so I'd go to work all day and I'd come home and I'd paint walls and paint trim and change electrical outlets and scrape wallpaper. So like I've been there, done that. I didn't need to do it again, but you know, this time there's things that I'm already thinking through about years ago, I would have felt obligated to do all the things. And right now it's about reprioritizing what's important to me and certain things will, I'm sure get dropped. Also, I'm not as afraid to hire things as I was seven years ago. So, I mean, we're talking about painting our house before we move in we're not painting our house. Someone else will paint it for me. And that is okay because I know the value of my time and my sanity. Mm -hmm. And there are certain things I'm more willing to pay for that I wasn't before. And I get that part of that is simply budget. Like when I, seven years ago, I couldn't necessarily afford to pay to paint my whole house top to bottom, but things changed. I think right now, what I'm trying to do is really make sure that even if my days are a lot fuller than normal, that I'm still doing things that give me space. So I'm intentionally taking time to be alone. Mm -hmm. I'm intentionally taking time to move my body. And it's not necessarily perfect. Like it's not... I'd love to say I'm going to the gym and doing all that. I'm not. If I get a good walk around my neighborhood, I feel like I've succeeded. And honestly, I might even cancel my gym membership for the next couple of months. Cause like, I don't even know when I'm going to have time to go do that. Yeah. Well, and you'll be moving your body in different ways with literal moving and renovations. Totally. I have kind of a personal question that I've wanted to ask a lot of people that I know who don't have kids. And I know you'll let me ask you honestly. Yeah. Are you pre-buying the house? Because I know now the schedule is bananas. Were you bored in this pandemic? Because like, what do you do? Sure. I know you're not, I know you're not going out. We're not go out people that much anyways, but like Mm -hmm. any organizations that we used to volunteer for, we're not doing that anymore. Like there's farmer's markets we're not really going to. There's the things that I know that you used to fill your time with aren't there And if you don't have a kid at home demanding your attention and your sanity to where you don't want to do anything, what were you doing? Sure. Did you buy a house because you were bored? (laughs) Happy to to share. Well, I think part of it was at first it was really lonely, like very lonely because I honestly was now granted I'm not necessarily the average person that doesn't have kids. I know several people that 
don't have kids, but intentionally don't want to have children. I want children. And so when this all started, I actually found it really difficult because I would see families home together with their kids. And like, even though it was crazy, I like wanted the crazy. I wanted that time. And so I felt really empty personally and really struggled with what my life was supposed to look like. Sands everything I knew previously because even before, like we'd watch my nephew once a week for a full day, right? And and then in the pandemic, that all stopped. So realistically, it looked, it just looked really lonely. I wouldn't say I was really easy for you to go back into workaholic tendencies. I think that's really what I did. Is I worked more than I normally would have. Not so much on boss project stuff, but definitely on my other business. And I had a really big growth month in July. I think there was like panic for a while. And then there was boredom and like sadness. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to use this time to like really build my business. And I did. And then like, then I got anxiety about how I was showing up in the world. And I actually did a podcast with Jessica Ely all about being versus doing. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a be or not a doer. It's a whole nother side story. But I got in a funk about that for like a solid month. And then two weeks later, two weeks into September, I bought a house. So I don't know. I don't know if I had time to be bored very long. Yeah. I think I was more sad than I was bored. But in terms of what I actually did, I made a lot of meals at home. I did like crazier, fancier recipes than I normally would have. You made lots um, of bread. I made a lot of bread. I still, my sourdough is still alive all these months later. I haven't okay. killed it yet, which by the way, anyone who says they killed it, I just don't think you understand how hard it is to kill sourdough. You can revive that thing oh, back could. from the living dead. So (laughs) I know now about myself that I buy bread. I love homemade bread, not made by me. I love homemade bread, not made by me. I love homemade bread and I've tried to buy sourdough not made by me and was very disappointed. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if that really answers your question. What did I do? Like I watched a ton of Netflix and Hulu and movies Mm -hmm. and worked more than I should have and stayed. Actually, I watched a ton of TikTok. If I would tell you how much time I was on TikTok, I think you would be a little disturbed that I have that many hours a day. What I find funny is that I know this year feels weird to everyone, but I also feel like I remember when you were watching a bunch of TikToks, you would send me some or we would talk about TikToks or whatever. And I remember that as being, maybe I didn't know at the time, but it was like a blip and I knew it wasn't going to last forever and it didn't last forever. I also feel like it was seven years ago or I couldn't even tell you what month that was, but it almost feels like every two weeks or every month is like a completely different season in someone's life right now. Oh, oh, I remember back then in, in March (laughs) when insert, however your life was then. And then, oh man, back then in June, it's like a completely different year every month. I feel like. Well, I think we, from what I can tell outside looking in of what other people are going through, I think there was this extreme panic and then there was, okay, let's like hurry up and get back to normal. And then, oh, I don't actually know when that's ever going to happen. 
at least not in the way we once knew it. And I'm one of those people that like really wants to reject the idea of new normal. Like I want to go back to going to a grocery store without a mask on. Like, am I going to protect the safety and wellness of people around me until that makes sense? Yes. But that doesn't mean I don't want to live the way I used to live. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to have seasons, but I think, I don't know how you have managed with a toddler. Is she a toddler? When do you become a kid? I don't even know these days. I don't know when the cutoff from toddler to a kid is. Maybe once they're in like kindergarten, like actual school age. But then what do you call them when they're, when they're a kid, your child, I guess they're always your child, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Parents (laughs) hit me up. Uh, she's three and a half. She was home for 16 weeks until I shipped her off school. I think it was funny because looking back again on what felt like years ago, earlier this year, we had decided to pull Penny out of school full-time for the summer. We were going to do part-time summer school, maybe two, three days a week. I'm going to test a little bit of homeschool activities. We're going to join some pods. A good friend of mine homeschools all five of her children and is really, she knows the like, get this membership, go to this pool, do this activity, do this pod. And I had actually like bought all the curriculum all the books, all the activities that I wanted to do, everything was coming in about a week before stuff started shutting down. And then I think literally the Sunday before our county put the stay-at-home order in effect, I had my very first pod meeting scheduled. We were going to go to the some museum place out here, I can't remember, and do like a meetup and like get to know each other, bring your kiddo, do whatever. And you know, I don't like do stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so I was really excited and we were going to try to meet some new friends. Mm-hmm. And then the morning the organizer was like, Hey, I actually feel like we should reschedule this just with everyone doing stay at home stuff. Maybe we shouldn't go out. And then that was the last time. Like, I don't know any of those people. We like didn't connect virtually if they knew each other before, maybe they're still chatting, but it was like, Oh, we were going to do the now. Uh, literally now we're not, everything is closed. Okay. Penny was home before stay-at-home orders even came into effect because she randomly got pink eye right before all of this. So she was home for a week and a half because of pink eye, just literally just how the days fell. And then we kept her home when other kids were still going just because we were like, maybe we should just like ease up the school's Mm -hmm. workload. And then that turned into 16 weeks and was a lot. Hmm. Well, and I think to tack on to that, as much as all of this has been a lot, and I know so many people are going through high stress and there is a lot of like risk and I definitely see some businesses shutting their doors. I think one of the things that I got really scared of, I don't know, late March, mid-April, something, who knows, I was nervous that if we stayed in that state of mind, what it could do long-term to our business. Mm -hmm. And so even though life was handing us a bunch of lemons, like we really tried to stay focused on 
how can we stabilize? How can we grow through this? How can we make sure we're serving our students? How can we make sure that they're getting results and that they have the support they need? And I think because we've tried to put the focus back on that, as much as like the world has been a shit show, like our business is thriving. Um, and for that, I am forever grateful. Yeah. And I think that has led to less stress at home. Yeah. Because I can't quite imagine. You know, if we, if pandemic had happened last year and the state of our business was last year. Oh, we would have lost our business entirely. We would have lost our entire business. Mm-hmm. Like it would, we would not have a job. So I'm really grateful and thankful for the changes that we did make and how quickly they started to build a new foundation for us. Mm -hmm. We're also really lucky in like Brian's work handled. They came in and it took them like a month, but they came in with some really great childcare options for us. So while Penny was home for six weeks, it was truly three to four weeks of me having her at home by myself and trying to work. And then we figured out a, a fantastic temporary, but longer term situation which got me to work more in boss project than I had been able to the month prior and still focus on like earrings and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. that was really helpful, but yeah, without pods to go to, we had a, a zoo membership, an art museum membership, a pool membership. None of those we've gotten to use this year. We've done the zoo like twice because you can make reservations now since it's open air, but nothing else we've gone to. So it's just like, was a completely different summer than I imagined. Yeah. And I think at one point you asked me like, oh, then are you still like interested in homeschool or whatever? And I, I don't have an answer for that because I don't like, if we had kept Penny home this summer or if she was home now and we we're trying to do homeschool, this is not homeschool. <laughs> this is crisis school. And with no pods and no memberships being able to be utilized, like it's not the experience that we would have normally had. Right. And so I still want to attempt it like for a summer thing, but I don't know when that's going to happen. Right. I can't quite imagine either. Mm -hmm. And I, there's definitely moments where I feel like we missed out with our family. And, um, you know, Elliot's, my nephew is really, I guess he's a year and a half now, but like, he hasn't been to the zoo yet and he hasn't like been to an aquarium or Legoland or, I mean, there's so many things. Family during COVID and nine people could go and support our grandma for that. And I couldn't go, wasn't allowed legally. Penny couldn't go. Like there's some stuff Mm -hmm. I think. Couldn't say goodbye to a man I've known for 13 years and that sucked. That really sucked. Yeah. I won't even get into... <laughs> There's some other stuff happening that I'm not going to even get into and discuss. But like dealing with what you thought was going to be the most stressful thing and then you added on everything else. I just think it's really hard. I know for me, one of the things that has been really helpful and not no shame in the game, I started therapy back in February again. I'm so glad you did. I'd been going off and on since it was maybe 13 or 14, Uh but hadn't really been for a long stint 
since I was married. And I went back in February. I saw her one time prior to everything going 100% virtual. I hated it at first. And now I can't quite imagine having to like plan ahead to drive to an appointment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say, I do think there's something about with that drive time while I don't necessarily miss driving to an appointment, I do kind of miss like the processing time post a conversation like that because sometimes I will have that meeting. I will have a five minute break to like dry my tears and like get my shit together. And then I have a work meeting. And so that's been hard, but it's been really healthy for me to have that outlet I don't know how I my therapist like a 30 minute buffer and literally take a walk around your neighborhood. Yeah. I think I'm going to need to start doing that because yeah. sometimes the, the break is not enough. <laughs> no, no. Um, well, and literally driving, like there's that autopilot. It's like, I think you even sitting in the, in your office and quiet wouldn't give you what you need to just like do something on autopilot and let your brain like go through yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I also just want to share. So like, and I know this is different for everyone, but I was definitely someone pre pandemic who, if I could outsource something or if I could offload it, or if I could not care about it, not getting done either at all or right, quote unquote, right. I was getting better at that. I will say the first few years of my marriage relationship and marriage I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiety. And that manifested into like having a hyper clean house, having super organized house, but schedule, meal planning, literally everything. I had to micro control and manage all of that for me to feel better about things in life. And literally as soon as Penny was born, some of that stuff started falling off and lessening. And then pandemic and more of it started falling off. And, and I'm at the point now where we finally outsourced getting our house clean. I wish I had someone who would pick up after me. <laughs> Great. Mm. Cause we have just stopped. Like, I can't tell you the last time I cooked. I cannot tell you the last time I cooked. We used to cook like six out of seven meals a week, if not all of them. Having a kid is just easier. Like we're just going to heat up something or do leftovers or make something. And I would always cook. For me, it was a really great transition from work. I would Mm -hmm. stop work and then either go pick up Penny or like figure out a meal and have Brian go pick up Penny. And I would have 30 to 40 minutes of just like prepping for dinner and like getting into the zone. But that now, I don't, that's not helpful for me anymore. I'd rather like literally sit or read or just not do anything nine times out of 10, I'm actually working until the garage door opens and they're coming home. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, we're hungry. Okay. We've been ordering a lot of food, a lot of food. And we have both just kind of recognized that like in this weird bubble, like our budget for going out is going to be more than it's ever been before. We're also just not buying groceries because we're not cooking here. Like we're just not, I buy creamer and coffee. That's it. And snacks. We have snacks for our kid. But we've been eating out a lot. And I, at first I like was trying to make myself feel guilty about it, but now I just don't care. I'm like, you know what? If we don't even have to think about it, Brian orders it when he leaves the office. So it literally gets delivered at the same time him and Penny are pulling up from school. So it's just this like 
we're just going to do this. And then without having to cook, we have more hours to play and do cool stuff with Penny because we ate like as soon as they were in the door and there's no like cleanup that you have to do when you order food. So what I am trying to do now, I'm going to try it maybe one week out of the month and see how it goes. I just re-signed up for HelloFresh. Mm-hmm. I got an email from them that was like an amazing savings. And I was like, you know what? Let's try to do this. Hashtag right not now. an ad. Not an ad <laughs> right now, but come back, please pay me. It's fine. Uh, so we're going to try that. They're coming in actually this Saturday. So we're getting mm-hmm. three meals on Saturday because part of me does miss cooking. I, I did really enjoy cooking, but I don't like the thought process of meal planning, ordering the food, using the food before it goes bad. And so we're going to try HelloFresh again. We loved them, love their meals. They're my favorite meal delivery place service provider like mm-hmm. this out of all of them. Mm-hmm. So that's happening next week. And I'm going to see how that feels. And mm-hmm. maybe we'll do that like one week out of the month to save money on ordering out. Cause it's either the same price as ordering out or cheaper depending on. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business. I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to 
get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Right. Getting. You might also check out, this is local. I'm not sure. Sh- I don't think it's a chain. It might be, I don't, but I don't think it is. Eat Fit Go is in Leewood and they do prepared meals and they're f- refrigerated. I know they have some frozen, but the definitely refrigerated ones are really good and you just heat them up or they even have like my favorite is their, I think it's their, is it their Greek salad? I don't know, but the, one of their salads is to die for it has couscous on it so freaking delicious but you might try that it's also right next to a smoothie place so we sometimes would pick up both yeah but for us to try to simplify that we've just we've made things that are that just take little to no effort sheet pan dinners has been our staple around here lots of like chicken sausage and peppers and onions and I mean whatever I have on hand we've grilled a lot this summer actually we've grilled way more this summer than we have in a long time and Jared will just make enough chicken for us to have like for lunch every day of the week and then it's just ready I'm not a huge like meal prepping person because the idea of cooking all day one day to eat it no no thank you but if we are making dinner and can make extra of yeah. something that will heat well, yeah. we'll do that. I wish we grilled more. But again, that what, I think a lesson that we've learned, meaning my husband and I for this year, is really understanding like the thing that your partner absolutely has to cut in order to deal with everything else. Uh-huh. And Brian knows like cooking has been the thing I have to cut. I have he's our griller. I will never grill. And he does like doing it, but it's one of those things where it's like in a normal world, I would ask him, Hey, can you come home maybe 30 minutes early and try to grill? And he'd be like, absolutely super into it. But this year, like, it's just not happening. And that time and space of like, he's like, I can't prep for one more thing. And he hasn't said those things, but like, I can only imagine how it would feel of like leaving the day and then picking up your kid and knowing it's all this shit's going on in the world. And then you're, I don't know, it's just one more thing to have to put on your plate. And so I think we've both just kind of let go of the guilt of how much money we're spending on food going out. And it's fine. It's our thing right now. I've also like, I'm literally laying in bed right now. Our room is an absolute mess. And I'm not one of those people where like, oh my God, it has to be clean in order me to feel good about my day. I can shut the door and ignore it. Like I am not, that doesn't bother me. And so it just is what it is. And we're both just kind of not on each other about it. And it feels good to just kind of let it go. The story I was going to bring up, and I tried to actually find the source of this story a couple of days ago, because I've referenced it, I feel like a lot lately. And I'm getting mixed sources. The first source that came up was, it was referenced in a James Patterson novel. I don't think he made up with it. I mean, he made it up. And then it was referenced in a commencement speech. Is that how you say that? Commencement? Yeah. Uh-huh. Commencement speech. Feels weird. That the CEO of Coca-Cola or something gave out of college many years ago. 
but I also don't know if he came up with it because it feels like one of those things that's been around for a while. Either way, the idea is we're all obviously juggling a lot in any given season, but this year, a lot. And I do not think we give ourselves enough slack for the mental load that all of us are carrying. And that is 100% something that we're all juggling either for us and for other people or just for us. And if it's just for you, that's enough. But basically it's, we're all juggling so many balls in the air, right? And it's your job and only your job. You're the only person who can do this. You need to identify of those balls that you're juggling, which of them are rubber, which of them are plastic, which of them are glass, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be some balls you can drop that are going to just like easily pop back up in your hands. You can pick it up tomorrow. There are some plastic ones you can drop that maybe you don't ever pick it up. Like me, I'm not cooking anymore, right? Not doing it this year. Then there are glass balls. Like, I don't know, your health, your mental health, your physical health, your money that you are bringing in either from your business or your job. There are things that could actually break and have a catastrophic effect on you or your family if you drop them. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, this is me now adding to this storyline. So many people have convinced yourself that your rubber and plastic balls are glass and they're not. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you you're holding way few glass balls than you actually are. Mm-hmm. And you need to filter through that and identify which ones you can drop potentially to never pick up again. That's my deal. And just let it go. And you have to. Oh, for sure. I think for me, one of the things that has really helped through that this season is just prioritizing my marriage, especially when we've struggled to have kids. Like we're each other's family. And like, that's, that's what we got. And so being really clear on communication and in the same way that you're like, I can drop some of these. The cool part about being in a marriage is that you might be able to just communicate and toss a ball to your partner. And I think that that is like, so such a gift because I think there's been weeks, if not months during this season where I'm like, okay, I really just need you to put your focus on this, this, and this. I can't right now. And, you know, for a while it was, Jared was in charge of dinner and that normally had been, I'd really kind of pick that up as my thing, like during our massive health, get our shit together season. But I said, I don't, you know what we need to eat to stay healthy but can you do it? <laughs> like, And so he's picked that up. He's done laundry for us for a long time, but he started doing little things to just make it simpler. Like he'll do more small loads more throughout the week. And so we will put a couple days of clothes away and it'll take two minutes before bed rather than we have two weeks worth of laundry and we both want to kill each other. <laughs> like yeah, That's like what we do. Yeah. <laughs> Brian has fully picked up taking Penny and picking Penny up from school. Mm-hmm. And that has truly, truly been the biggest game changer that I hope stays after all of this. So the only reason why it was able to even be a thing is because his work hours change. They go in later now and they leave earlier, which is fabulous. And so because of that, he can guaranteed always pick her up, drop her off and pick her up. 
And I'm still getting up and like getting her ready the majority of the days because he's Mm -hmm. getting ready for work and I don't have to get ready for work. There are some nights, like last night, it just happened. I knew I wasn't feeling well. I was starting to cramp. I knew in the morning I was, I was not going to have a good night's sleep probably. And I was going to wake up cramping. And I said, I would really love if you could do everything tomorrow and like, let me sleep. He's like, oh yeah, I got it. And so I literally got to sleep in until they were walking out the door and it was so great. And it's just some of those times where even if I'm not cramping, if I'm just like, Hey, could you do this tomorrow? If I'm doing it three weeks out of the month where there's like one day where he's going to do all of it, it feels fantastic. So I think just communicating what you can take off of your plate and give to the other person. I think, I don't know if I've talked about this here, but I will make the declaration that honestly, this pandemic COVID has made my marriage better. Yeah, I believe it. I think because all of this shit is forcing you, you and only you to come to terms with the things that you need on and off your plate and why. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think now, so more than ever, we've had to really communicate our needs to the people in our lives. And for the, maybe the first time ever, all of us collectively have had more anxiety and more mental loads that need to be taken off Mm -hmm. that sometimes can be handled with physical acts of service. But I remember the very start of this or like going into it was kind of one of those, okay, like it could be a make or break situation. We're going to be home a lot. It's stressful. Like, you know how that stuff impacts relationships. Oh yeah. And it was one of those things where it was like within weeks, we were both just communicating in a way that we had never communicated before because it was like, oh, I need, I need to go take a bath. I need to not talk to you guys. I need this. Or, and it was coming from both of us, not just me, where normally I'm the only person who's really able to speak my needs like that. Mm -hmm. For the first time ever, he was able and felt comfortable speaking his needs like that. And it was so helpful, so helpful. And it's Mm -hmm. continued. So I'm really proud of us for that. I think if I can give you guys any gift, if you're, I mean, if you're in a marriage or a relationship, if you are living with someone, I don't care if it's a your spouse or your parent, or it doesn't matter who it is, but like being able to communicate like that in advance more so than like the best way to avoid conflict is to make sure there's no unmet expectations. And the way to avoid unmet expectations is to make sure you're clear on your expectations before it's supposed to all happen. So like if you, for instance, had just gone to bed early because you didn't feel good. And then the next morning his alarm goes off and then you said, Oh, I just don't feel good. Can you take care of Penny uh-huh. this morning? He would have bitched about it. He'd be like, yeah. I didn't get ready for work. And like, it would have started an argument, but because you were like, and I know what I can predict my own future. I know it's going to happen. Now I can tell him in advance. I promise you guys like 98% of all fights can be avoided if we are clear in advance of our needs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then self-awareness. Yeah. And I know I keep saying this, but like only you, it's not their job. Only mm-hmm. you can identify those needs and then yeah. communicate them. Yeah. But the same is true in anything. I think we've carried this over into our business and, you know, sometimes we're better at it than others about communicating expectations. But when we're not clear, of course people don't get it, but when we're clear on what we want, when we're clear on what our objectives are, what our goals are, when we give people ownership in things, I mean, if anything, my goal post all of this, whenever that is, I don't even know, but I just want to create 
this environment of ownership. Um, and also flexibility. Like I want people to be able to like live their lives and have things like grow and change and evolve. Like the fact that two weeks ago, I wasn't looking for a house and now I bought one. Like we will adjust our workload in boss project literally because I just bought a house. Yeah. Yeah. And another scenario I read about too was about how there was a company who was trying to build up team culture and productivity and all the stuff. So they had a huge, huge meeting and they kept using the phrase work-life balance. And we're like, our company values work-life balance. We love work-life balance. And they talked about as soon as they had that training in that meeting, that like productivity stalled, like tanked and employee happiness tanked, like confusion skyrocketed, all the things. And they were like, what the French toast just happened. So they brought someone in and they were like, okay, rehab this meeting, this training and call it work-life flexibility. And so they did and they reworked it and they were like, oh, that's what we meant when we said work-life balance. But in order for work-life balance, it's a hard concept to be like, okay, so everything has to be perfectly scaled and even all the time. And that's not what it is. Work-life flexibility is, and they gave this scenario is like, if an employee has, you know, their kid's dance recital at 3 p.m. every day, they want to go pick up their kid and go do that. The flexibility then is they might then check in with their team at 7 p.m. instead of 3 p.m. or finish up projects earlier or like whatever the thing is in order for that situation to happen. Mm-hmm. You're being flexible with your schedule, your day, your productivity in order to still accomplish the things. Balance doesn't really tell you that you have room to change stuff. Right. Well, and I remember back when I was like working in a more corporate environment, I felt this rigidity around what time I got there and what time I left. And there was just this like, I don't know, this culture of you literally walk out the minute the clock strikes five and God forbid you leave 10 minutes early. I literally remember sneaking out of my office at times and like feeling this like guilt around it when if they had just said or created a culture in which flexibility was a part of the way we live. And granted, I was also much younger and I just like totally didn't understand that I could probably communicate things with my boss. Like I just (laughs) concepts that were not, I had not yet experienced, but even all that being said, not understanding that a boss, even if they're not quote there, it doesn't mean they're not working and like all this stuff. Anyway, all of this to be said, we are not perfect. Emily and I still have a ton of stress on our plate at any given time. And sometimes it's more work stuff and sometimes it's more home life stuff. And sometimes it's the same stuff you guys are all going through. And sometimes it's completely different. But what I can tell you is when we have given ourselves space to cope and like, uh, like take care of ourselves and communicate well with our team and our spouses and then create an environment where we can still be positive in the midst of hard times. It's worked out for us. Mm -hmm. I don't know about Emily's marriage, but I know mine. When I met Emily five years ago, she was like, I don't know if this is going to work out. I'm going to need this to figure itself out. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even expect how like those kinds of things can leak over into all areas of your life. And so I was like, well, if I want my business to thrive, I got to figure my marriage out, which I know that sounds crazy, but it's, 
It's so inner dynamic. How you feel at home is going to affect how you show up and work. And so I've tried to remain positive. I've like focused on self-care. Sometimes I fuck it up. Sometimes I have pizza and I really want a milkshake. Like it doesn't mean we're happy all the time. Like please miss. I also cry. I also all all the time. I cry all the time. We're, it's not happy-go-lucky like we're in some like Whoville situation. It's We're real people that deal with real stress, but we also, I think, have gained a lot of maturity in the last five years about how we treat certain things. And because of that, this is going to be our biggest year ever in business. Yep. I'm so excited. I hope, I don't know, this look behind the curtain, this little behind the scenes was helpful, if anything, for you to compare it to all of the crazy thoughts that are happening in your head to know that you're not alone. I think a lot of us try to convince ourselves, even in this collective, literal, worldly problem that we're all going through together right now, still sometimes feels like, okay, yeah, but my day to day or whatever. And I just, I really encourage you to find some other people to kind of brainstorm some things that you can take off your plate. And I really, really encourage you to take ownership, take some ownership of the stuff that you need and want to ignore right now, today, for the rest of the year. You get to decide if you pick it back up or not, but I want you to pick some stuff today to drop and be okay with, okay? I would love for you to actually go head over on Instagram at Brass Project and DM us or share a story and tag us of the things, multiple things that you're deciding to let go and drop right now. Even if it's just temporary, let us know, okay? Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.